Hi, I'm John Kenfield from the Solutionist Group, and this is another video in the series 50 Common Causes of Conflict in Family Business and What to Do About Them. This is video number 30, Implementing Change in the Business and or in the Family. Family businesses are often seen to be quite isolated in their own particular bubble of family, business, industry activity and so forth. Um, leadership is often something which is quite unique to that business and a lot of people find it quite difficult to share with others and understand that what they are going through is not in any way unique and they often don't learn from others or share with others. So. Um, we find businesses and families that are very good at what they do and were very good at a certain point in time and have enjoyed considerable success. However, nothing stays still and without being plugged into external inputs and learning and without having a sense of innovation in a broad sense, businesses can get left behind and become non-economic and become troubled. When there is an avoidance of objective assessment of performance, there can be a number of reasons for this. It can be caused by the failure of the owner to self-reflect on whether he's actually getting what he needs to be getting out of his business on an objective basis. And it can be a result of not being held accountable by other family members for adequate performance. So we get an argument, I had an argument recently from a family business where the uh, managing director said, well, every, every single year we distribute 50% of our net profit um, as dividend. Sounds okay, excepting for the last five years, they haven't made any profit. And the family that's got 20 million bucks invested in the business has been getting no return on their investment. The family has not been making waves until quite recently, which is why they got me involved. And the MD hasn't been um, terribly forthcoming at explaining why he is giving such a poor return and indeed why it's even worth continuing with the business. So we don't want lazy business practices. We want to make sure the business is always working as well as it could for the sake of the business, the family, the owners, the employees and everybody else. Challenges, the idea of introducing change, and particularly if that's a form of modernization or professionalization, is scary in many environments. When you have a hip, young environment and um, people who are very, very attuned to fast-paced change, clearly it's not going to be a problem. But if that is not the culture or the history of the business, if it has been perhaps in manufacturing, engineering, retail, something of that sort which until relatively recently has been exposed to relatively slow incremental change rather than revolutionary change, then it may not be in the DNA of the business or the family to embrace change even if they recognize they need it. So in those situations, the suggestion that the business needs to be modernized or professionalized or otherwise improved can be taken as a personal accusation that the current leader or leadership team has failed in its duty to keep the business on a strong war footing. That can make them dig their heels in and you can end up with people saying, well, you know, I'm going to block this because it's not what we've done in the past and it's not what I want to do in the future. 
notwithstanding the fact that it clearly is what's needed and it's what everybody else wants. It's clear condition of human nature that change creates fear. People are more willing objectively to accept pain than uncertainty. Un change means uncertainty unless it is really carefully worked through and visualized and presented. So our challenge is to avoid the perception of uncertainty and to make sure that change is embraced when necessary. Younger people are better at this and they also have a better ability to recover if things go wrong. Older people tend to be more set in their ways and they have less capacity to bounce back if things go wrong. So we do need to look at where individuals are coming from, which is partly age-based, partly personality-based, partly situation-influenced. So what's our solution? If we're looking at implementing change and fundamental change in the business or in the family, and it could be process, it could be succession, it could be absolutely anything, it's still change. What do we need to do to make it work? Rather than use the power of objective reasoning, we need to engage the process as a negotiation process. We need to involve all the key stakeholders in the analysis of where we are now, in the visualization of where we would like to be, and in the formulation of a process to get from where we are now to where we want to be. In that goal scenario, everybody who wants to remain involved needs a place. And the challenge is often to move the current leaders into a sponsoring role, which is non-operational, non-interfering, and provide empowerment to younger family members and staff who are committed to having a successful business to give them the next 20 years of their own careers. Beware the person who says, my major role in this place is to be a roadblock to change. That's somebody that needs to be moved sooner rather than later. So there's our challenge. Create a structured process. Create timelines. Create resource requirements. Help people to visualize what the next phase of their life is going to look like and make them want to move into that space. That's the old Dale Carnegie thing. Make them, want, make them want to do what you want them to do and you're going to have no problem in, in getting them to, motivated to go there. Now on that final point, let's always remember there is a huge difference between motivation, activation and implementation. Many, many, many families are motivated to make changes for the better, for the long-term stewardship of their family business and their family legacy. But many fail to act on excellent advice and agreed plans, so the process is never activated and consequently it is not implemented. This is the role of the advisor, the facilitator, the trusted advisors from outside of the business and the trusted key staff members who um, can be expected to be responsible about moving things forward. They need to stick with the leadership group until momentum is built and then help to maintain that momentum into the future. If you found this video useful, please share with your friends. 
please take a look at others in the series. And of course, if you have any problems at all where we can help, get in touch with me at the Solutionist Group. We'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you.